Now, Simon, you've got a campaign you've been involved with, with change.org, and this is about modernising Victoria's water policy to allow the use of recycled water. Can you tell us a bit about this, please, mate? So at the moment, people probably aren't aware that there was an upgrade to the Gunnamatta outfall in the 90s. Mm. And the idea, though, at the time was if we could treat the water enough, then we could reuse the water. So a lot of that, it's mind-boggling how much water is actually pumped out like yeah. most of melbourne's water is actually being bogues rocks it's gonna matter really yeah, yeah. so near, near um cape shank not yeah far from cape because shank. like most people would think oh well it's okay to, to tip our water out but what we're doing is we're tipping most of melbourne's water as well through here right it is it is treated yeah. but it's not treated up to a grade or a level that you can reuse on agriculture or right um and, so, it was, and there was a time when it wasn't even that treated uh, at all, was it? I mean, there was a time um, when, when you know surfers used to get lumps under their arm and stuff going surfing and, out there. Yeah, and very yeah, people would get sick, and you'd see you know rubbish on the beaches that would wash up. Mm, so there nice. has been an improvement, mm, mm, um, yeah. but compared to WA now and and um, other places, mm. they haven't they can reuse their water, and we've got this other pressure that's happened with um, desalination. How much is that? desalination taking up in energy mm. and but they're not running that are they they just mothballed that because we're not short of water i think they're planning to run it i think they do run it a little bit now yeah, just, but just it, they're it. just looking at plans they're planning a lot of desal plants around australia right which is so foolish when we've got all this um water that we we're, we're just wasting and, and pumping out to the sea mm. um if we can recycle it so to recycle it they need an upgrade and that would clean the water so it didn't contain any microplastics that obviously we don't want going out into the ocean mm. and then there's some chemicals also that um these filters can pick up unfortunately some of the cleaning products that people are using have these forever chemicals that are really damaging to the environment that are leaching out into the ocean right so it just makes a lot more sense if you get the the water up to a certain level um to reuse that water um on land there's actually a couple of in in wa and singapore there's a few beer companies that have are using recycled water for their beer Mm, The, the other thing that they're having to do it's it's so pure the water that comes out of these treatment facilities now that they actually have to add minerals in for you to be able to drink them right so um i think you know that that's what should be aimed at and yeah it's very scary prospect to think australia's coastlines could be dotted with desal plants when um we we can recycle the water quite easily yeah indeed and i mean that was built uh, the the victorian desal plant at, at um Kilcunda mm. was built because of, you know we had a very severe drought and there was this fear that we were going to be really be short of water and we you know so we built this monster thing I mean it's one of the biggest in the world and then you know that drought period subsided and we've had normal rainfall since then we've got lots and lots of water catchment areas all around Melbourne which which provide some of the better drinking water that there is in the whole country and so that so as a result that desal plant uh, which was built at enormous cost and lots of controversy about from local people who got affected by it 
that it has hardly been used, hasn't been needed, and yet they're still thinking that they want to build more of them to kind of future-proof us against against drought, I guess, climate change. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. So climate change seems to be causing more extreme weather, but that's not it's not drought it's causing. It's actually causing wetter conditions, seems to be what's flowing from it. I know, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult topic, and I know it was called global warming for a long time. I think we've chatted about this before, mm. and then they changed it to climate change, and, and what a broad term yes. climate change is. It, yes. Of course, the climate change well, it covers so everything. Because it covers and everything. so it's very hard to measure. Mm. I think if, 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 in, in my beekeeping work, I like to refer to pollution as being the issue. Mm. And that, that, yeah, I think everyone's on the same page there. We yeah. don't want more pollution out into the air. It's I dirty, pesticides right. and other things. Yes. Um, but I notice huge fights developing under any post where... Um, I, I talk about, you know, climate change and the way it's affecting bees. There certainly doesn't seem to be um, consensus mm. in regards to that. Mm. And, um, yeah, I was, I was reading an article you passed me before, actually, where NASA suggests the sun might be um, having some flares that have caused climate change. There was a, a bit of a story that came out I think within the last month or so, but it was it was a study that had been done of solar activity by some very reputable scientists, basically looking at it and saying over the last 150 years, the, sol- the sun has been doing some unusual things and that that could be actually contributing to rising mean temperatures on Earth. But then NASA came out and refuted that quite quite strongly and said, no, that's actually not the case at all. And there's an article which you can, you can check out, and I'll, I'll try to post this, but it's, you just go to NASA. It's answering the question, how does the solar cycle affect Earth climate? And every 11 years, there's the, uh, the sun's magnetic cycle ramps up into overdrive, uh, and you get the thing called solar maximum. But, but the long and the short of this is that the sun is, is believed to not be directly influencing the climate increasing or adding to the heating up of, of the Earth and the Earth's oceans. The poles are melting in, in a way that hasn't been seen for a very, very long time. Mm. That's causing sea rising. It's affecting certain parts of the coastline in, in you know, certain areas. Western Port, for example, people are on Western Port are getting affected by rising seas and elsewhere in the world. You know, I mean, the, the Maldives is a famous example where they're very low-lying islands anyway, so they're very vulnerable to rising sea level. We're in this the third year of of La Nina, it does seem that this is something that is affecting uh, particular parts of New South Wales and Queensland. You know, I mean, we were, we were up in, we got stuck up in, I think I spoke to you about it on air, we got stuck up in Byron Bay earlier the year, in the year when those floods happened and the whole place was, was you know, locked up, highways and stuff being closed and airports being closed. Uh, and then very, very sadly for people up there, they've had repeat events. You know, and in fact, there's some parts of New South Wales and southern, southeastern Queensland that are getting a, you know, flooded at the moment. Yeah. Um, there's even parts of Victoria on flood watch at the moment. You yeah, know. beekeepers um, sending me photos this morning of their hives being underwater. So I think that um, near Belgian and, and just south of Byron, yeah, they, they had more flooding there. Mm. And then after after I spoke to you, I went to Byron and I noticed in a few of the rivers or waterfalls that, you know, on the back tracks that I went in, there were, were like cars upside down still in the rivers. Mm. So that was only a month ago or something. So mm, Gosh. Just briefly bring us back to your, oh, yeah, your that, campaign, that the little sea dragon that yeah, you're so concerned the, about the as well. Yeah, so the weedy sea dragon. Yeah. So if you want to sign this petition, just go to the change.org search 
and go to save the weedy sea dragon yep and then it should come up sign that petition and i've had a few meetings with chris brain and both sides of politics going into this election and hopefully we can get that commitment to upgrade the outfall and and then we won't have all that microplastic getting out to sea and and those other chemicals that obviously the the weedy sea dragon and other creatures are quite vulnerable to yeah indeed all right well thank you very much to simon mulvaney for coming into the studio today Simon, we'll catch you soon, but we, uh, we're very appreciative of your time today and, uh, and that uh, change.org campaign there. It looks like a good one. Save the Weedy Sea Dragon modernise Victoria's water policy to allow the use of recycled water. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au, where you'll find our complete back catalogue of over 600 podcasts. That's beyondinfinity.com.au.